0: Welcome to Conversations with Doc Martin. This video series focuses on extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Today is certainly no exception. And I'm so excited for this season two premiere because we are joined by none other than Kimberly Locke. You know, her career took off after being the last girl standing on season two of American Idol. And since she's continued to work in the entertainment industry in various capacities, while singing continues to be her anchor. She's also a motivational speaker and coach, and she loves to cook. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. You can catch her online cooking show, What's Cooking with Kimberly, on YouTube. And over the last uh, several years, she's been whipping up some delicious recipes as the co-host with the legendary chef Emeril Lagasse on Everyday Emeril. This past year, though, she's been really busy because she released two music projects, a lullaby album entitled You're My Baby, and a new Christmas album titled Christmas Is Here. And her last Christmas album had three number one songs on the charts, which led Billboard magazine to coin her as the queen of Christmas. And the title single from the new album Christmas Is Here is a cover originally performed by the late great Donna Summer. Last but certainly not least, in 2011, she created I Am Entertainment, which is a company created for artists by artists, where she consults with other established and aspiring artists to grow their brand and help them cultivate and tell their stories to a broader audience. It's an exciting time for her company as they are currently expanding, offering services to other business and nonprofits alike. So, Kimberly, welcome to you. Hi, Martin.
1: (laughs) How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good we're going to be uh releasing this before christmas we're actually filming uh-huh. the day before thanksgiving so we have lots to talk about relative to yeah. food we'll we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get into that and so i just want to sincerely thank you once again for for taking time yeah,
2: day. this is so great. It listen, it's so um, it's so great to have met you yes. in a very relaxed environment. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and exactly. now to see you, you know, us in our professional environment. Yes, exactly. You know, it's really, it's it's really uh fun seeing people, you know, how multifaceted we all are. And yeah. Obviously, you and I have a lot of things in common that Mm -hmm. are just kind of coming out. So this should be an amazing conversation. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I was so excited. I mean, between the coaching and the cooking and the YouTube stuff and oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, we have lots to unpack. So Let's kind of, let's kind of wind the clock back a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, where we most recently met, we are actually in Mexico with uh, Vakaya. So shout out to Vakaya. Hey, and, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, you were, you were so amazing on, on stage and, and you were talking about, you know, how this girl from Tennessee ended up, you know, in that position singing to uh, this group of of uh lgbt folk so how did a girl from tennessee end up on american idol let's let's kind of start there oh gosh um you know what's so funny um
2: you know one of the things with where i am in my life right now i love connecting the dots of life Mm -hmm. like i you know i'm probably gonna have a book called that one day connecting the dots of life and every time i meet somebody You know they're telling me their story, and I'm like, "Can we connect these dots right quick? Like, can Mm -hmm. we just, you know, go back? Mm -hmm. It's a great way to really get to know people. Yeah, but it's also a great way to just understand that there are no accidents in this life, Mm -mm. none. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you know we'll go all the way back to uh, when I auditioned for American Idol on October 30th of Mm -hmm. 2002.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah.
2: I know. That blew my (laughs) hair back. (laughs) So I had just graduated from college and I had been an aspiring singer. And I'm the kind of person that if I can't do something the way I envision it to be done, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. You know? And so I have been singing in Nashville. I cut my chops in Nashville. I Mm -hmm. learned everything that I, my foundation is 150% Nashville and Southern Baptist Church. So. Um, I was going to college. I'd graduated from college and, um, I had decided that singing in the club, I did not want to do that anymore. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, or, or not that I didn't want to do it anymore. That's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Sure. There are some people who thrive and they love it. I just knew that that was not for mm-hmm.
1: me. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. There's only two things I ever wanted to do in my entire life, Martin, and that is I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm
1: -hmm. And I have a
2: newspaper clipping right over there in that photo album that my Uh mom clipped from the sixth grade. Okay. Where I said it and somebody put it in black and white. Oh, wow. When I grow up, I want to be a singer and a lawyer, right? Uh Uh-huh. So I stopped singing. I was singing in like three bands in college. You Mm -hmm. know, I was, I had a full-time job, a part-time job, and I was working with these three bands. Mm -hmm. It was great. And I decided I didn't want to sing in the club anymore and that I was going to focus on my studies and I was going to get into law school. Mm-hmm. And so I completely changed my path. Right. Not completely. I just hopped on the the, the next path that sure. you know, I'm like, OK, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I said I want to be a lawyer. So here <laughs> we go. Right. Yeah. So. I graduate from college, I get accepted into law school in Nashville, and I'm working and I'm prepping, I bought my books, I paid Mm -hmm. for my first semester, not really sure how that happened, but I did it, (laughs) (laughs) and then American Idol came to town for auditions, and my Mm -hmm. friends were calling me and making me watch the show, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. not interested, I've already flipped,
1: I flipped that
2: page, man, and once, you know, I am the kind of person that I believe in having a plan A, B, and C. Yeah. So I had already decided I'm on to plan B.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was focused on that. And I said, you know, I'm not going on another audition. Sure. Sure. Well, I woke up that morning on October 30th of 2002 and I laid in my bed and it was like I was in a movie. I was in my very own movie. I was laying in bed, literally staring at the ceiling. The only thing that was missing was a song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and right.
2: I said to myself, you know, what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose by going to this True. audition. True. And at least you can say you did it. You've been to yep. every other audition. Yep. So I went.
0: That's awesome. And here we are. I went. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. And, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of steps and, and joys and heartbreak in the middle. But as the phrase goes, the rest yeah. is history. The rest and is so, history. What, what do you think uh, you took away most from that experience?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. And do you know nobody's ever asked me that? Really? No, so thank you, Martin, oh, for absolutely. asking good questions. Thank you me. know, <laughs> Um. what did I take away from that experience? Um, I think what I took away the most is that there's so much out there in the world that mm. I know nothing about that's fun and exciting and amazing and
1: mm-hmm.
2: wonderful and that every yeah. decision that we make
0: matters. I love that. Every decision we make matters. I love it.
2: Every decision we make matters. And and I, I did a I did a whole talk on this at a mm-hmm. university. It's like, that morning i could have decided not to get up
0: yep it's true
2: not to get up i and i got up and i put on dirty clothes martin because i had not done my laundry
0: (laughs) right like let's be honest i didn't
2: have clothes yeah i don't even know i waited to the last minute so i probably didn't even shower like let's just be realistic about it yeah and that one decision to just go and have no expectation that i'm just going because i've been to every other audition this is my last audition. Why not go? I love that. And, and so that's kind of when I got to American Idol, I felt so prepared, right? Okay. Because I had spent the previous 15 years of my life getting ready. Sure. Absolutely. Right. And what I learned after that show, after I was done with the show, what I really learned, you know, A, every decision matters, right? Mm -hmm. Don't take, don't think that any decision is less or more important than the other. They're all important. Sure. Right. They're all important. Absolutely. And when I, when American Idol finished, I felt like what else is out there that I don't have a clue about, right? (laughs) I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going back to Tennessee. Like that's not happening. There's something else out here that I can't even see yet. Absolutely. And so I just really, I just stayed open, and that was really probably the overarching gift of it all of of staying open to all of the possibilities. You know, you don't have to just pick one thing, and you know every every decision takes you, leads you to a place and then you make Absolutely. another decision and another Absolutely. decision.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: so yeah, it was, a it was truly an amazing
0: experience. That's awesome. You know, the, uh, I, I talk about my friend Ryan, um, and some of my keynotes who I work with at Spear Education and, um, it's this cool story about what his tattoos meant. And, and in my coaching program, there's this, um, idea that, You know, barring hurting another human being, there's no such thing as a mistake, because if you went back to that time in history with the same knowledge, intuition, passion and intention, you make the decision all over again. And exactly. so I love what you said. It's like every decision is important. Every decision matters. and You know, we do the best we can with the skills we have at the time.
1: Right.
2: That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like if we want to take it to just a basic level of mm-hmm. life, you know, yeah. I remember when I was, when I was speaking to, you know, this particular student body, I said to them, you know, think about how many times. Or think about the person that got in that car
1: yep.
0: with
2: their friend that they knew had too many drinks.
0: Yep. yeah. That
2: yep. was a decision.
1: That's correct. That was
2: a choice. Yep. It mattered. They didn't know how much it mattered at that correct. time. Correct. But it seems like a simple choice in that moment. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I've learned and I continue to learn throughout my career is work choices, mm-hmm. right? you know putting that extra thing on my list
1: when mm-hmm. i really don't
2: have the bandwidth to do yes. it
1: yes. and then
2: there is a breakdown waiting <laughs> because <laughs> i pushed myself to yeah. the limit yeah. and i go back and i'm like all right i didn't have to say yes to that right. so right. you know let's let's remember this moment so that i can make a better decision for myself for Absolutely. and all involved you know and Absolutely. and i think that when we start to look at our decisions in that way we start to become very deliberate
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I believe in, I believe in the power of, you know, creating the world that you want to live in and that you want to have. And I, and that's
0: how you do it. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think, yeah. you know, every, you know, as you said, every decision matters. And when you think about your decisions, you know, particularly, kind of after American Idol in that, in that next phase, before you launched I Am Entertainment, if you think back also, like, what do you think are um, some of the elements that were your least favorite about that experience?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I, I don't like the celebrity aspect of it. Okay. You know, nobody told me that that was going to be part of this, (laughs) Mark. Nobody told me that, I would have no anonymity, you know, yeah. like there that that from now on, from this day forward, wherever you go, yeah, there's gonna be one person that knows your name, Sure, perfect example when we were in Mexico, right, we went to exquert,
1: mhm mm-hmm.
2: floating down the river,. Mm-hmm. My hair is in a bun, I'll cock to the side. <laughs> I've got a life vest on that's up to my cheekbones, right. <laughs> And this woman is like, oh my God, you're Kimberly Locke. Oh, and wow. I was like, I, was, I looked at my fiance because you know, he talks to everybody. I'm yes. like, you talk to her <laughs> and he's like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> but, and, and I think, you know, I say that, you know yeah. um, and, and I know that could totally be taken out of context but I sure. say that because, you know, for that little girl that came from Gallatin, Tennessee mm-hmm. really, Nashville mm-hmm. later. Um, all she ever wanted to do was sing, put on a beautiful dress and sing beautiful songs.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: the, the celebrity aspect of it was not fact, was never factored into it for me until American Idol. And it was bad then because it was season two
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it, the show was hugely popular.
0: Yeah.
2: Ruben was just, you couldn't hide him. Right. So when people saw him, sure, you were right. like, that's the American Idol gang, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it got so bad, like we couldn't go to the mall together. We couldn't do the basic things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another thing that the show taught <clears throat> having that appreciation for the basic human things that we do that make us yeah. happy and us yeah. joy. Yeah. Um, because I lost I lost a lot of that during my twenties and thirties sure. because of the popularity of sure. the
0: show. You know, it's it's really interesting. Um I I didn't tell you my American Idol connection, and so my husband's uh, first cousin was in the band that toured with Kelly and Clay when they did that first tour.
2: Oh, Kelly and, um, Clay Aiken. No, Kelly and, uh, oh, Kelly and Clay
0: did a tour? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Justin. Oh, okay. Kelly and Clay, yeah. Okay, I didn't know uh, that. And so this was in DC and, you know, it's Michael's first cousin. And so we got backstage passes and the whole nine yards and just the level of energy. And, and uh-huh. it was like so frenetic. And Danny's actually a, a pretty well-known artist in Israel. He's from Israel. Hi, Danny. And um, he's, he's incredible. And, you know, there were signs in Hebrew for him as well. And it was really, I mean, I certainly have no window into that. I was just as an, obs- as an observer, but. Right. I can't even imagine how that ends up impacting your life because, you know, I've got to give you credit because we've actually met twice in our lives. Mm-hmm. We met back in 2009 on a cruise and then uh, just not even a month ago in Mexico. And, and um, you just, you were just so open and just there, there's a human element, a, a kindness about you. And I, I think that really shows. And it's, uh, you it's really, really nice. And I mean, granted, the, the places that we met were very much more kind of open and congenial. I mean, we're all there to sure. have a good time and stuff, but still yeah. it's, it, it can be very jarring when, as you put it, all, all you want to do is sing and all of a yeah. sudden you got all this other stuff coming with it, so.
2: Yeah, and and you know, I, I think early on, people used to ask me in interviews while we were on the show, like what's, what's important to you right now? Yeah. And I would, I would always say to them, what's really important to me is that I come through this process and remain grounded. Yes. And don't forget yep. who I am, like the yep. core essence of who I am, and yeah. that's kind of one of the things that I watched other people struggle with. Absolutely, you know, the the industry and that world just really grabs at you. It's not yeah. even like, and it's not gentle. You know, no. you're being tugged and pulled in
1: mm-hmm. so
2: many directions that yeah. you, you know, it's easy to lose sight of who am I and who sure. do I want to be, and sure. I think that you know, now I'm probably overall as a, as just a human being, the most comfortable I've ever been with myself and my career and my talent and my gifts. And it
0: feels really, really good. That's awesome. I love hearing that as you know, it makes my coach heart sing. Um, (laughs) So, um, so, so let's, let's kind of go into that area. So American Idol finishes, you know, Eighth uh, eighth World Wonder comes out, huge fan. Thank you for my shirt, by the way. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, thi- things are, you know, on a, you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. And then I Am Entertainment launches in 2011. So, so help us connect your journey between American Idol, you know, singles on the radio, you know, songs on the radio, and then I Am Entertainment. Like, well, how did that come about?
2: Well, it's funny because I... You know, I've always said this, my left brain and my right brain mm-hmm. are are almost equal.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, you
2: have some people who are just one or the other. Sure. And I tried to just be one and it <laughs> does not work for me. It's like it was like cutting off my thumb, right? Yeah, like yeah. you don't really know what you can't do until yeah. you hurt your thumb and you're like, yeah. oh, I really kind of need my thumb, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And that's kind of how I was. And, you know, I went to college. I love I love school. I mm-hmm. love learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, even on American Idol, what happened? I became like the the matriarch of our season. Sure. And I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. And they, I just, they were, you know, other contestants were coming to me, asking me questions. And then, and, and I'm like, what do I have counselor in my head <laughs> or mom? You know, like if people had a disagreement with somebody else, they came to me. I was like, what is this? Like, are you, oh my <laughs> but it was, it became, I embraced it. And, you know, I thought, you know, I don't know what it is and why
1: mm-hmm.
2: people are coming to me, but just go with it you know
1: yeah,
2: yeah and so i think that you know i am naturally a uh, a teacher or a nurturer or you know i i i i i i right? That's kind of my new thing. It's like, whatever I do, am I inspiring people? Am I uplifting people? And am I supporting people? And that's kind of where the artist, the coach, and the cook come into play. All those things, I'm inspiring and uplifting. I'm uplifting and inspiring myself, but I'm also giving that to other people. And so I started I Am Entertainment in 2011. I became an independent artist. I got, um, I, I, Did not renew my contract with my label. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, you know what? Um, I need to do something different. And I remember I was in Nashville driving down the road and I saw my logo. Mm -hmm. So here I am driving. Don't do this if you are home. (laughs) I'm driving, (laughs) like feeling around in the car, looking for a napkin, anything I could find to draw this thing. And that was my logo. And then I said, I had this rush of energy as I'm driving and sketching out this logo. I'm like, what is this? And what are you going to do with this? I had no idea.
1: Mm -hmm. I had no
2: idea. So I said, all right, let's just take it down to basic baby steps. This is a place and a space for all of your creative projects, whatever they may be.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
2: I also started uh, What's Cooking with Kimberly in 2011 as well. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, this is my umbrella. Well, Billboard magazine wrote an article about me and I am entertainment and my next EP, which was four for the floor, which was my first independent project. Mm-hmm. And um, then my phone started ringing other artists. Can you manage me? Will you be my agent? I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I don't wanna do that. There's that
0: sign again, Yeah, right, I
2: was like, I don't wanna do that. And so then I had to figure out, you know, well, my, even my lawyer, when he, he did some basic contracts for me so that I could have those and he sent me the contracts and they had management at the top and I called him and I said, Howard, um, I'm not a manager. He said, but all the things you described to me and management duties, I'm like, but I'm not a manager, <laughs> like, but I don't understand. And, yeah. and because that's what he does. Like he just couldn't, yeah. you know, he yeah. couldn't hear or yeah. understand what I was trying to do. And so, you know, I see myself as a, as a consultant, right? Because mm-hmm. as an artist, I know that for me, nobody's gonna work as hard as me on my yeah. projects, sure. you know? Like, there's just not, that's not going to happen. And mm -hmm, so mm. what I wanted to do and what I am doing and what I have done is, you know, artists come to me. I want to educate them about their business because a lot of artists don't know about their business. They know they want to be an artist, but they know nothing about the business. And I think in today's world, whatever your art or your craft, whether you're a coach, you're a singer, you're a cook, it doesn't matter. The world has cracked open so much that you are your own CEO. You are, if you, I am my brand, you know, so um, I think it's about building a team around you. And, and, you know, most importantly, before you build that team, you got to have a clear vision and a clear direction of who you are and what the stories are that you want to tell.
1: Love
2: it. And that's what I, that's what I'm really good at. Love I love telling people's stories. I love yeah. it because yeah. everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. And
1: Amen.
2: it's like, I feel like all of my, all of, all of my career, uh, platforms right now are really about that whether I'm yeah. in the kitchen with somebody yeah or I'm writing a song with somebody I'm telling someone else's
0: story absolutely you know I can't wait to talk about cooking but we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> I, I, I love I, I absolutely love what you just said you know the whole the whole idea about everybody having a story and you know getting stuck not being able to find your vision or mm-hmm. you know as some people might call it your purpose and then you know judging well you know I, I haven't gotten this far and and uh, you know we, we're not even gonna talk about social that media judgment man is harsh and you know Ooh. social and, and social media certainly hasn't made it any better that's for damn sure no, it
2: hasn't yeah and
0: so um you know when you when you think about the people that you've worked with um you talked about the fact that artists aren't aren't business people by the way now they're dentists um, and, and, um, and and I know there's a story there. I'll oh, get it man. later. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of times they get stuck in, in kind of like wh- where they would want to go. What do you what do you think are, are some of the areas that get people most stuck moving forward? What have you observed? Mm. The most important work
2: that we will ever do in our entire life and it's priceless and it's worth whatever money Mm -hmm. you have to spend, that is your own personal growth and your own personal work. Mm -hmm. The only person that we have to understand and get to know is right here, right here, this person. And I was very, very fortunate. Listen, I come from a background of trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm no different than anybody else. I come from a background of trauma. I come from, um, a background, unfortunately of violence
1: Mm -hmm. and,
2: uh, spousal abuse,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
2: verbal abuse. Um, it's, I have a trauma foundation. Okay. Okay. There is a, there is a strain, there is a platform of, from the ages of, I'm going to say from the time I was in my mom's womb Mm -hmm. until probably in my twenties, where I was still playing it out in my Mm -hmm. life,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: you know, and that is who I, that shaped me good, bad, or indifferent. It shaped who I was. And so I would just say like to anybody out there, if, if you want to know why you're stuck, look around, Mm. look around yourself, who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you surrounding yourself with? Go inside. What are the thoughts that you're thinking on a regular yeah. basis? The things Definitely. that you are thinking on a, on a subconscious level. Um, what was your programming as a child? Let's not yes. discount that. Let's, yes. let's not discount that. Yes. Let's not yeah. discount that. We all have programming. Yep. But there it, it ain't a damn thing any of us can do about it, <laughs> except as we get older and we become self-aware is to understand our programming because we understand our own program. It changed my life. So I'm talking about it because it really, truly saved my life. Um, I was very blessed to have found a great therapist in my late twenties, in my Mm -hmm. mid twenties, never Mm -hmm. been to a therapist. This woman, Helped me change my entire life. My that's the trajectory awesome. of my life has changed, you know, um, because of her. And that's what I would say to anybody: like, if you feel stuck, you don't need to look anywhere else
1: Amen. but with
2: you. And it is the hardest work that any of us will ever do, but it is hands down the most important work
0: totally.
1: that you will
2: ever do. Because when you take care of this, mm-hmm. everybody benefits. It's true. Everybody, it's true. the world benefits from you taking care of this. Yep. So it's not selfish. It's actually, it's necessary, right?
0: Amen. Yeah, totally.
2: It's necessary.
1: Totally, totally. You know, I
2: said during this pandemic, I said, well, if the government wants to mandate something, can yeah. they mandate therapy for everything <laughs> being in this world? Like, yeah. come on, yeah. let's be real.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know? We, you know, supposedly the statistics are really scary that pre-pandemic, the um incidence of of mental health diagnoses was about one in five in the US. post it's one in three. Mm. And like that's, I mean, think about the numbers. There's a lot of people in this country. That's right. scary. Scary is the wrong word. That's very telling. It's about, very
2: eye-opening.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, ironically enough, uh, one of my other guests that's coming out after you, she wrote a book on trauma, resilience to rise. And mm. so I should, I should definitely uh introduce yeah. you. And um, She's also a therapist. We actually got talking on this whole tangent about, you know, whether you agree with or don't agree with wearing a mask, there's science behind it. And so we were talking about how that's the resistance to wear masks is actually a mental health crisis, not oh. a mask crisis. And so-
2: percent yeah. this, this, this resistance thing yeah. is like a disease in yeah. and of itself, Amen. right? Yep. And I think that, you know, that is to be looked at Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and, and not to be ignored because absolutely. why are people in mass quantities resisting yeah, so yeah. much? There's yeah. so much resistance and, and it's, it's never about, it's never about the thing. Nope. It's always about nope. something else.
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs> As my friends, Jen and Karen say, it's the thing behind the thing. <laughs> and it it's like, what's thing. the thing behind the thing? It's like, well, I don't want That's anybody to tell me what to do. Well, but you do realize if you go to the Walmart, you could kill gram- somebody's grandma because you're not right. wearing the mask. And the science is very clear. Well, I don't believe that. Well,
2: and right. I believe that people are just blinded by that resistance yeah. right now. And Agreed. I believe that, you know, for not to diminish, but, you know, I'm not going to diminish the resistance, yeah. right? Because that resistance is is deeply steeped and entrenched in something else that needs to be examined. And I think that I believe in the human spirit. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that people want to help their fellow man and they want to do the right thing and they want to be good. But I think this resistance is coming up out of something that's bigger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we, we were talking about kind of like feeding people's souls and get it. Let's talk about feeding their stomachs. So, uh, so I was so, um, you know, excited to have this conversation uh, because you and I also share a love of cooking. And so, you know, let, let's talk about that. Like, how did your channel start? How'd you end up with Emerald? Like, this is fun stuff. Let's talk about. Yeah, let's so you. Okay. Here we go. Let's, let's connect the dots, yeah, right? Yeah, let's there we
2: go. The dots. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So after American Idol, yeah. Clay Aiken and I were roommates okay. and lived in Studio City on Uh Chandler Boulevard. It was beautiful. And I struck a deal with Celebrity Fit Club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they were like, do you want to go on TV and lose weight? And I was like, you talking to me? (laughs) I was like, I ain't got to lose no weight, like, right? So at that time, um, my mom had just been diagnosed with diabetes and cancer.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: so, you know, I looked around and I took stock of my family history. So I knew, Mm -hmm. like, if I didn't do something different, sure, that those things could be on deck for me as well. So I decided to do Celebrity Fit Club. It was on VH1 and Mm -hmm. I started to lose weight, Right. Mm -hmm. Well, prior to that, okay,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: forgot a dot. Let's go back and pick this dot up. Yeah, I was a model for Lane Bryant. Okay. And thank God, because what they gave me, and I still talk about them to this day, one of the best jobs I ever had. Oh, fun. They loved me. They embraced me, all of That's me. Awesome. They weren't trying to rearrange me and change yeah. me because after Idol, I was the plus side. I was the fat girl, man. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, and I'm like,
1: but I'm not fat. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whatever. Yeah. So
2: what, what Lane Bryant did for me, we did a tour of their flagship, flagship stores across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. And these women changed my life. That's I, we would show up at these stores and there would be women lined up all the way down the mall waiting to meet me. Wow. And this one woman, and I wish I could remember who she was and how ha- if I had her number and her name, yeah. I'd call her. She looked at me and she said, Thank you so much for representing us. Wow. She's like, We are so happy that we finally have somebody to represent us. That's
1: amazing.
2: And as she's talking to me, I'm looking at this line of women in all shapes, all sizes, all colors, all nationalities, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what a responsibility. That's
1: amazing. right? Yeah. Like yeah.
2: I was chosen to do this. And they'll, you know, Lane Bryant, they'll never know how that role impacted my life on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm total acceptance, man. They helped me accept me.
0: That's
1: incredible. You know?
2: And it was really powerful for me. So when I decided to go on the H1 Celebrity Fit Club, I was like, okay, like I'm ready to do this. Like I'm ready to be healthy. It wasn't mm-hmm. about being vain. Cause I thought I looked good anyway. Sure. I mean, I'm saying, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> do we, do we even have to go there? I mean, come on. I mean you know,
2: Right. So once I did that, I signed on to that show. I got a phone call from Jenny Craig Mm -hmm. and the pendulum swung
1: all the way hard left. The other way. Yeah. 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 The other
2: way. And they wanted me to be their spokesperson to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: probably something that I'll never do again. Lose weight for money. Um, It was stressful. It was traumatic in and of Mm -hmm. itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but I did it. And again, I met some wonderful, awesome women at Jenny Craig mm-hmm. and um, another really good experience. Um, but I was eating out of a box. Sure. And I was like, oh my God, I can't eat out of a box. Yeah. I got to start cooking.
0: Yeah. I got to yeah. find,
2: I got to find the time to cook. I got to figure out what I like. And I grew up in the South. So mm-hmm. for me, it was, it was almost like Starting all over again, learning how to cook because everything is outside. If you have a vegetable on your plate at home in Tennessee, it is either fried or cooked in a piece of fat back, honey. Okay, let's just be real about it. And it is uh, uh, good, I was
0: gonna say it's tasty, but you know, it's
2: good, right? But I had to start all over from scratch, and Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate to be living in California at that time, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so I had access right and this is another thing that i learned about access and to health and wellness across our country Mm -hmm. definitely an area that needs work and attention um but living in california i had access i had access to all the vegan restaurants all the vegetarian restaurants I had access to a variety of different grocery stores and yeah. markets, and I was eating vegetables that I'd never heard of, you know, mm-hmm, or never mm-hmm. seen. And and that's just really kind of how it all started um, sure. with the cooking.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. A yeah. uh, number of years ago, uh, I came upon the term food desert, where yeah. particularly mm-hmm. in the inner cities where there isn't yeah. access to fresh food or healthy food right. or even a grocery store. Um, and so that that desert- There's has, a
2: conversation. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right. So, yeah, All that right. that's that's kind of a big thing. You know, um I don't I don't think I ever even told you this. You know, we we met several times where I'm basically wearing a bathing suit when I was 18, uh I wore a size 42. Mm. And at 50 something, uh it's 30. And so it's wow. it's not easy to not only lose weight but to maintain that healthy lifestyle and yeah. I don't I I don't know how you feel, but for me, you know, that I hate the word diet because Can't that's be. a recipe for disaster. Because right. that's a diet is a temporary thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to flip the narrative. It's like, no, we when we go on vacation, we go on a diet of definitely. but a <laughs> lifestyle. You know what I mean? So yeah, so that's awesome. So I'm yeah, down with it's, that narrative. yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So yeah. So, How has uh, the experience been with Emeril and kind of cooking with somebody uh, who's at that level of in the culinary world?
2: Can I tell you, how blessed am I? You know, like, you know, I I look back over, you know, all the things that I've done and it just keeps getting better and better,
1: better, better.
2: And the company that we are working with, they partnered, they paired me up with him. Oh, okay. I knew nothing about this. They paired me up with him. There was no conversation about it. They were like, Kimberly's going to do this and she's going to be great at it. And being on set with him is like a masterclass.
1: That's awesome. Every
2: time. I just did something with him a couple weeks ago and, you know, he is a pro, mm-hmm. you know, so anything that we're cooking, anything that we're doing, I don't care if it's a run through. He cares about the integrity of yeah. the food. Yeah. You know, and it matters to him and he's Absolutely. passionate about it. And I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to be around somebody who has that level of passion for something
0: totally um,
2: because it's um, it's inspiring.
0: Absolutely. So
2: inspiring. Absolutely, And you can just watch him and his brain. And like, when he starts cooking, it's almost like, He's got tunnel vision and nothing else around. Like Absolutely. it's kind of like, wait five minutes and we're gonna have the most awesome meal of our entire lives. right? you <laughs> so <we> gotta focus <laughs> exactly right. And it's it's just it's really um, it's really fun yeah. and yeah. and
1: just I, I sure. love it. Yeah. But
0: so so other than recipes and methodologies and techniques, what what have you? What's meant the most to you out of that experience with Emerald? That. He chooses me every
2: time. Cool. Because he could choose anybody to come in and do that co-hosting role with him. You know, I'm the co-host. I'm not, I'm not the star. Right. But the fact that he chooses me. Look at that kitty cat. I love that. I love that. Um, that he chooses me and that he enjoys his experience with me and that he trusts me in that role. That's awesome. You know, um, that's incredible, and, and and it's really it's really great. We've yeah. done, I think we've done seven things together so far. And that's honestly, great. like I said, they could bring somebody else in, but they don't. They bring me in every time.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, at you know we're we're about to go into the holiday season, and um, you know, just it, it I'm so excited for for everything. I'm going to be actually baking cookies for most of the day. Okay, and, um, super <laughs> exciting. But you know, kind of as we go in, you know, now that 2021, can't believe that, is about to be behind us, um, and we go into a new year, uh, you know, I, I gotta tell you, seeing you again in, in Mexico and meeting Jason, and first of all, he's amazing, he's hysterical. I know, he's so amazing. <laughs> it's incredible, so congratulations to you. Thank you. But, um, well, how would you how would you two meet? I don't think I actually asked you that question. Oh, honey, I'm so glad you asked because
2: I love to tell the story. Oh my gosh, I love telling the story. All right, we're connecting the dots again. We are no accidents, okay?
1: No. Nope.
2: I had gotten out of a relationship, and my best girlfriend said, "I want to go on a trip." I'm like, "Where are we going?" I'm ready. Yeah. Like yeah. my bag is packed. Let's yeah. go. And I said to her, I said, do you wanna go now or do you wanna go for your birthday? Cause we've been talking about her birthday. Mm-hmm. So she decided she wanted to go to Mexico.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we actually were in Cancun, full circle. <laughs>
1: That's and
2: she and I spent five days, just the two of us. I mean, literally it was breakfast, pool, lunch, pool, bed. You know, like we just totally vegged yeah. out, it was great. Yeah. On my way home back to Connecticut, I connected through Miami and I met a guy in the airport um, who was so persistent Mm -hmm. and so um, it would not take no for an answer. Uh I told him, I said, I don't, I'm not interested. I just got out of a relationship. He was like, well, you know, can I have your, I was like, no, like, I'm (laughs) not interested. I was like, I'm not giving you my phone number.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So this went on for like, at least an hour because the flight got delayed. (laughs) So we got on the plane, sat on the tarmac for like two hours. Ouch! We got off the plane and this guy runs up to me and he's like, look, I saw you before we got on the plane. Somebody wants this to happen. And I was like,
1: no, it ain't me.
2: (laughs) So long story short, we get on the plane and he asked me, he said, I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh huh. Can I have your number?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I said I'm going to give you my number because you are so persistent. Yeah. So you know how they tear the ticket, and the flight attendant takes mm-hmm. one
0: and mm-hmm. then give you back. Mm-hmm.
2: I wrote my phone number on the piece that she was going to take. Oof. So I said, "Good luck," because she's going to take that piece of that ticket. <laughs> and he looked at me. So when he got, I went ahead and got on the plane.
1: Oh, and when awesome. she
2: took his ticket, he was like, um, "I need that piece back." And she's like, "No, we keep this piece." He stood there arguing with her for like five minutes. Oh, and she finally gave crazy. it back to
0: him, right? Oh my God!
2: So, long story short, this guy lives down the street from where I lived. Mm-hmm. So we went on a first date, mm-hmm. and he showed up fifteen minutes late mm-hmm. and. Guess who was at the bar? And I started talking to them, Jason. There you go. And Jason um, is a custom remodeler and he makes furniture. And mm-hmm. um, we were talking about real estate and mm-hmm. investment properties. And he's grown up in this area his entire mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So he gave me his card and I said, look, I said, I'd love to talk to you about the geography and the lay of land here. Cause sure. I know nothing." yeah. Um, And he said, when you're ready, just give me a call. Yeah. Well, I texted him that night. I had my first date. First date was great with this other guy. Mm -hmm. And I texted Jason and I said, thank you so much. It was nice to chat with you. I'll be in touch with you, you know, in a few months or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward two months down the road, Jason texts me and says, I'm in your area. Would you like to meet for a drink? Uh huh. And I said, no, I'm not available. Maybe next week. And that following week we met for a drink and we've been together ever since.
0: That's amazing. I love
2: that. So the guy I was trying to diss in the airport was ultimately trying to escort me and deliver me to my true love.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) I freaking love that. Connect the dots, right? I connected those dots, man. I love it. I I think you need to make t-shirts at a connect the dots with your name on it. I'm just, I'm just- Let's connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, let's connect the dots. So I think that's that's awesome. So listen, I've so enjoyed our time together as we kind of wrap up. Mm -hmm. As we go into 2022, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you just a couple additional questions. So what are you, Kimberly Locke, looking most forward to in 2022?
2: Oh, you know what? (sighs) More happiness. Love it. More happiness. That's that's really it, you know. A few years ago, maybe a couple years ago, you know, I'm a list maker. We're Type A people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. What we do, we make lists, yep. we set yep. goals. Yep. And I literally sat down and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have nothing that I want to put on my list." Mm. And I was like, "Well, what does that feel like?" And I was like, "It feels fucking great." <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it. I love it.
2: So from that point forward I was like okay then let's just focus on more happiness. Sure. And that's all I'm focused on. I love it. You know in 2022 <clears throat> I've already started booking shows for mm-hmm. a show that I poured a lot of love into mm-hmm. uh, it's a a one woman show called The Sum of All Parts mm-hmm. it's a 12 piece orchestra. Yep. And you know, I'm just looking forward to doing more of the things that bring me joy with the people who bring me joy. Love it, And that's really it. And, and like, nobody saw the pandemic coming, you know, and during the pandemic, I had so much happiness and so much joy, you know, and it's like, that just doesn't feel right. But (laughs) I totally went with it. And I was like, this is awesome. And so, 2022, no pandemic. I'm looking forward to no pandemic and more joy. That's
0: awesome. I love it. Love it, love it. And so, you know, for for all of our uh, viewers here that catch this interview, whether today, tomorrow, next year, uh, what would you like to leave them with from the aspect of your own life experience about how they can navigate their own lives? What words of wisdom would you like to say to somebody who may be struggling right now?
2: that you are stronger than you give yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. If you want to, if you really, whatever's going on in your life right now that has you stressed or pensive Mm -hmm. or on edge or stuck, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: just take a moment to take stock of your life and look at all the things that you have navigated already. The things that you thought five years ago or 10 years ago would take you down, you're still here. So, some way, somehow, you persevered, yeah, but you persevered because that's what we do, man, yep we, when Absolutely. we are we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, and if we could tap into that power on a daily basis, it would be phenomenal, this world would be a completely different place,
0: amen, and I
2: and I would just say to people, you know um practice non-judgment with yourself every day yeah. Yeah. because if you can't give it to yourself, you damn sure can't give it to somebody else.
0: That's true. Amen. You know? I love it. Very, yeah. very wise words. So yeah. I want to sincerely thank you for your time. We're going to put your information in, in the uh, section below. So it'll have all your links awesome. um, to it. And so don't forget to also subscribe to her cooking channel. I have.
2: Yeah. New and new get thing. that Christmas album that's coming yes. out. Get that
0: Christmas <laughs> album. I, am no joke. I'm not making this up. I am going to be, you know, putting you on us on the oh, good. cook this afternoon. So awesome.
2: Make- I'm cooking this afternoon too. I'm making uh sausage balls and apricot sausage stuffing. Those are my Love two. It. Things. Love oh, it. and I got to make a pie. Oh, um, I don't know how that's going to go. Cause I don't bake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. We'll see. <laughs> hey, you know, no judgment. Just do it. and you know, Just do it, right? The way it's intended, right? <laughs> so, hey, listen, everybody. It's been fun chatting with Kimberly. Um, please don't forget to subscribe to my channel and click notifications so you don't miss any of our season two interviews. And as I always love to share with everybody, remember, life speaks to you. And if you think it doesn't, you're not listening. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Kimberly. Bye-bye. Bye.